what we've found and what I've seen is these emails will be really good. Like Lee mentioned, they're going out of their way to make it as close to as possible to like a normal Facebook or Google email. But what you'll find, there's likely going to be spelling, grammar, or punctuation issues. You might have people, maybe English isn't their first language. So if you look closely, there's going to be some sort of detail that's off. Maybe they're using their personal email address. Maybe it's like scott at airbnb.abc123, right? And you don't even see that because you're so pumped about hearing from Airbnb or Google or wherever, right? So if you see just strangely written or like poorly written text or something that doesn't look crisp and clean, that's a red flag because these big tech companies in Silicon Valley, even small startups, like they put a lot of this on marketing and templatized emails, right? So the emails you get should look good and it should be rare that there's major issues with grammar and punctuation. Welcome in listeners to the free retiree show your go-to podcast for your career and your money. I'm your host, Wealth Manager, Lee Michael Murphy, and I'm alongside my pal, interview coach, Sergio Patterson. What is up, everyone? For today's episode, we're going to be talking about something that's been in the news lately. A lot of people have been getting scammed in the job uh, application process. So we're starting to see a lot of people that are laid off in tech, looking for jobs, and those clever scammers, sir, those, they seem to be just the worst human beings, but yeah. quite clever. And what they're doing is they're starting to look at people that are out of work, try to give them fake job interviews, and then get their banking information. And over the last year, there's been roughly $200 million in stolen money from these scams. And that's wow. of one-third of the reported cases. Now, the two-third of these scams, we don't know what the numbers are, but out of one-third of these reported scams, $200 million has been lost. And it's just such a terrible thing. People are getting laid off in tech. They're out of work. They're already feeling bad enough. Now they got to deal with this shit. Serge, you're coming on today to give some tips on how to avoid being scammed if you're in the job hunt. And so I'll let you take it away. Yeah, I think it's sad. Like what you mentioned, people are being preyed on, right? They're being taken advantage of because they're vulnerable. The more I thought about it, initially I was like, oh, how can you be that naive? But then you have all these people that are in these vulnerable positions where they're like, they're dying for an opportunity in a job. So they see this email, they get a phone call or something from some Facebook or meta recruiter and little do they know they're being scammed, right? So I'm just going to go through six or seven tips on things to look out for because it's happening to your point, hundreds of millions of dollars. So we want to make sure anywhere, if you're a listener out there, don't get scammed. Okay. And just before you get into it, I'll just say like, it's quite elaborate for these scams. What they're doing is they find a person on LinkedIn that is a legitimate recruiter. Hmm. They send them the profile of, oh, this is Janie or Johnny Smith working at Google HR. So these people that are looking for jobs, they see, oh yeah, this is a legitimate person. So they pretend to be that person. And, you know, lo and behold, that person's profile that they're using doesn't even know about what's going on. So it's quite clever. So just something to be aware of and try to avoid. Putting a lot of resources in to make it very elaborate and believable. Any of us could be swindled, right? So the first bucket, be cautious of on the spot virtual interviews, right? So what that means is essentially, so according to the financial industry reg regulatory authority, be wary of any request to do an online video job interview immediately without any 
prior contact by the hiring organization. So what that means is if you get an immediate response, like, boom, let's talk on the phone or let's do a video chat right away. That's very rare. Rarely does that happen. Typically, right, an online interview will have an initial outreach. So what that means is you'll get an email from the recruiter for that role. You'll get an email, right, asking you to schedule time. Hey, we saw your resume. We love it. We want to learn more about you. Let's schedule time to talk. It'll be very rare if someone just immediately emails you or calls you and says, let's talk. That's bucket one. Does that make sense? I think it makes sense. But for someone that I haven't been on the, on the job hunt for quite some time, but I remember back in the day when I was getting out of school, I did get calls. I would put my resume on, this is going to date me, but monster.com, put yeah, it out yeah, there. That definitely and, dates you. And I, that's <laughs> so old, but people would call based off what I put on monster.com. I get random calls. It, it shifted a little bit. So in my opinion, like a lack of, essentially like a lack of preparation could be a red flag, meaning if they're not giving you any time to prepare for that initial phone call, in my opinion, based off the research that we've I've done, that's a red flag. This idea of an immediate interview or immediate offer, it's not real. It's very rare. Maybe it happens here and there, but specifically for Silicon Valley, you should get an email first from the recruiter asking to set up time to talk. If you don't, pause and investigate. Yeah, I will. I do know in some of these scams, what they did is they outreach by phone, right? And they give them a brief interview and then they do set up a second one, which is all video. So that's one of the, that, I think this is one of the more detailed scams It's setting up multiple interviews, but yeah, it's just something to be aware of. Like it can happen. I think if you get someone that does the phone call and then sets up the other one, but the video chat, like you said, it, that always have your alarm bells going off if it's just a video chat. Yeah. <laughs> so the second bucket is double checking grammar and punctuation. What we've found and what I've seen is these emails will be really good. Like Lee mentioned, they're going out of their way to make it as cl close to as, po as possible to like a normal Facebook or Google email. But what you'll find, there's likely going to be spelling, grammar, or punctuation issues. You might have people, maybe English isn't their first language. So if you look closely, there's going to be some sort of detail that's off. Maybe they're using their personal email address. Maybe it's like scott at airbnb.abc123. Right. And you don't even see that because you're so pumped about hearing from Airbnb or Google or wherever. Right. So if you see just strangely written or like poorly written text or something that doesn't look crisp and clean, that's a red flag because these big tech companies in Silicon Valley, even small startups, like they put a lot of this on marketing and templatized emails. Right. So the emails you get should look good and they should have very, it should be rare that there's major issues with grammar and punctuation. Oh yeah, it should be perfect because they have people that are journalists and editors for their profession. So they're generally not going to make an error in the email. should be very rare, but check the email addresses. Make sure it's legit. It should be at thecompany.com, right? It should not be a personal email address. Really pay attention to those emails because that could be another way to get you to click on something, click on a link you don't want to click on. And also in the finance area, that's a very common way to kind of vet a lot of the scams that are out there. We see people going with a company, a fake company email, but the character might be off. So example would be Johnny Smith at chase.com. You think chase is a reputable organization, but 
instead of Chase spelled the proper way, there might be two S's. And so really look at the emails, like, cause look like it's legitimate at a glance, but if you take the time and you really analyze the email that where, wherever you're being solicited from, it's very common to find one extra character, but it looks legitimate at a quick glance, but make sure you thoroughly look at the email address. The third bucket, and this is something that's really interesting. I think it's happening in some of the elaborate scams that Lee, that you were talking about earlier, but actually asking people to buy equipment and mm. pay for shipping. Mm. So this is another way they're getting money out of people, right? It's kind of wild, but maybe they'll ask you, hey, buy this device for work and then ship it out. We're going to ship it to you, but you have to pay for shipping. We need your banking information, stuff like that. That's a red flag in my opinion, because that wouldn't happen until way after you sign you're a part of the company and then they send you the device and you're not paying for anything. I've never paid for shipping. I've never paid for a device. Reimbursement. Do they ever say, all right, Serge, buy this and we'll reimburse you later? It has never happened in my 12 years in Silicon Valley. Okay. Never. That should not happen. Think about it from the candidate experience. I'm going to have to pay for it to come out of pocket so that you can ship, like you pay for it. You ship it. <laughs> so that's just a red flag. These are just what we're calling out. These are red flags. It's not to say that it's going to be a scam every time, but this is just slow down, right? The alarm bells are just let yep. the alarm bells go off. Next bucket. We talked a little bit about emails. The other part I don't think we talked about was the URLs and the email headers. Something that Lee, I think you talked about was like, they make one slight change, maybe a letter, right? Chase bank. I think you said that's super important because it, they could be leading you to a fake website. Um, mm. I'll double check the email. Like we talked about earlier, but if it's an, if you do get an email, it's really important that you're confirming that it's legit. Yeah. And then my two cents I'll throw on there is they're sending you to a supposed company email. Like we've talked about before, like avoiding scams. Don't click on the link, right? When all possible, do a Google search, look for the website, the legitimate website and go that way. Because once you click on the link, a lot of the times these scammers, they got you. They can take hold of your computer. They can start do, putting spyware on there. So when all possible, if you're not totally confident on who's sending you this information, go to the company website without using the link. I think that'll solve yeah. a lot of the potential problems. The next bucket, this one is tough, right? So requests for personal information, things like social security number, bank account numbers, just a general life advice, never share that via email or on the phone. Just don't do it. Lee, I'm sure, you know, you being in the finance industry, I think you could probably attest to how important it is to be safe and overly cautious with details like that, right? Yep. Yeah. You don't want to send that information online, especially to anyone you don't know. Make sure if you do have to send data like that ever, make sure there's TLS encryption that you're utilizing. Make sure you're using codes on the documents that have a PDF that has a passcode in order to access the info. Make sure you're using all those steps, but don't willy-nilly just email a social out. And even if maybe that person has TLS encryption, if you're just a regular Joe or Jane, you might not. You probably don't. You probably don't have TLS encryption on your site. So if you get hacked, that's how you're going to get exposed. Someone gets your phone or your device, you know, all that information is there. 100%. The other part of that is what I've seen in my experience in Silicon Valley is most, most legit companies, they're actually going to provide you with a portal or an encrypted form to Lee's point to share that information, right? Mm -hmm. So after you're hired, you're going to go into a site like Workday or another employee tool that like you literally are typing in your info, but it's linked out on the screen as you're typing it in. This type of information is not something you just send to a recruiter or someone. 
this type of info, you're typing it into an encrypted system that then the company can use to pay you out. But you're not just sending this for someone else to type in. Got right? it. So that, that's super important. Long story short, bank information should always be provided after you're hired. Rule of thumb. Next bucket. I think the other thing to think about is as you get start getting outreach, you should always do a deep dive on the company and the hiring managers. So if you get an outreach from somebody who says they're a recruiter or whatever, that's fine. Do a deeper level of kind of just go on LinkedIn and search up the company, figure out who the different managers are, start connecting with them, figuring out if that person's connected with this person. You can actually do a super deep dive and understand, okay, if I type in this person's name or scam or this company and scam or review or something, you could start figuring out how legit this company is as you start to go like one level deeper, right? Don't take like the surface level. Oh, this person's reaching out from Facebook. I'm sure they're a recruiter there. You could mm -hmm. actually go level deeper just by searching on Google or LinkedIn to figure out who else works there. You can even go as far as like, Hey, you can message hiring managers. Hey, I got this email from this person. How legitimate is this? I'd go as far as doing that if you if, if your gut is telling you it's a scam. Yeah, and in a lot of situations, I mean, in I know in the financial arena, that actually might help a candidate out because they're like, oh, this person's taking uh, personal data seriously. So don't be as scared if you feel like the alarm bells are ringing off just to verify, oh, do you know this person? But also be aware that these scammers are very smart. And what they do is they look at the company websites and they find the people that are on there, and then they try to steal their identity. So just because you go to a company's profile and see if that person there, I mean, a really smart scammer will have done their homework and realize, all right, this is the head of hiring at the company. We're going to use their LinkedIn profile. We're going to make a email that's very similar, but just might be one character off. So those are all things to be aware of. The last two. So the second to last one is this one's interesting in this remote world. The world is actually super beneficial for scammers to target vulnerable people online. So one way to kind of overcome that is ask to meet in person if possible. If in your gut you feel like it's a scam, turn the tables on them and ask them, hey, let's meet in person. I'd love to, I know you'd mentioned doing a Zoom, but I'd rather meet in person and get to see the company. I want to go see the Facebook campus or whatever company they're saying they're at. Right. Stuff their response, you can kind of get a better feel. Okay, is this legit or not? This isn't an out of, I think, me being more experienced, I'm thinking back, if I was new in this online environment, it'd be kind of scary. It's easy to get scammed now. So this is one way to overcome that. If you, in your gut, you feel like it's a scam. Yeah. And then one thing that I've heard on some of these reports is these people will reach out via phone call. But when it comes to the video conference call, it's very common for them not to even show a face, right? Because they don't want uh, someone to... Uh, be able to snapshot their picture. They want to make sure their identity is hidden. So a scammer more than likely will be very hesitant to your point to meet in person or even on the video chat, show their face. That's a good so point. They will turn off their camera and just do it without showing their face, even on the virtual interview. That's a good point. And the last one, just to kind of close uh, to wrap for most situations, if you, if in your gut, you're feeling like something is just off or fishy, like connect with one of your, somebody you trust right? Run it by them. See, get an outsider's perspective. Cause I think what happens in these situations, we get so excited that this company reached out that you kind of forget guard is down, right? They've hit you at, they've hit you up at a vulnerable time. So always consult with somebody else. If you feel like you're getting scammed, 
get somebody else's eyes on it. If I felt like I was getting part of a financial scam or someone who's scamming me, I'd run it by you, right? You're mm -hmm. someone I trust. So find somebody you trust, run it by them, get somebody's opinion on it. Yeah. And also another point with the, all these scams that we've seen over the last few years, also realize a common thread and you can use this moving forward. Scammers generally go based off what's in the news at that point in time, right? So right now, tech layoffs are a big thing. That's why they have had this extra focus on targeting people laid off in tech. Over the past years, it's been IRS payments or helping people in the pandemic. All those things that are hitting the news, you should be very cautious of because that's how scammers generally work is they want to go by what's trending in the news. And then you get this thing like, oh, this might be the, my payment from the government because I've been hearing it in the news. So be very cautious. That's a really good point. Also, be careful what you're posting to build on your point, Lee. You see all these posts online right now about people saying they're getting laid off. If I'm a scammer, I'm targeting. I'm just going on LinkedIn and just let's target the most vulnerable person I can find. Yes. And you're totally sharing. I'm laid off right now. No big shout out to everyone that got laid off. Hopefully you guys find a new role. But I think the other thing is be careful what you're sharing on social media. Yep. Yep. That's another way someone could take advantage of it. Absolutely. Cool, man. That's all I got. Hopefully that's help helpful for the listeners. Thank you, bud. That, that's great. So everyone just remember these tips. Be safe out there. People, there's some dirtbags out there that really want to kick you while you're down. So just be cognizant, share the information and you'll be good if you just always look at things through another lens and don't and do your due diligence on any of these people that reach out to you. Be safe out there. But hope you enjoyed that. Hopefully that was helpful. We appreciate you tuning in. You've been listening to the Free Retiree Show. So long for now. Securities offered through Securities America Incorporated. Member FINRA, www.finra.org. SIPC, www.sipc.org, a separate entity. Lee Michael Murphy is licensed for the California Department of Insurance, license 0H18660. Lee Michael Murphy is a investment advisor representative with Securities America Advisors, a registered investment advisor. The Free Retiree, Securities America Advisors, and Securities America Incorporated are separate entities. Career Advisor Sergio Patterson, Attorney Matt McElroy are not affiliated with Securities America Advisors or Securities America Incorporated. Securities America Advisors, Securities America Incorporated, and its representatives do not provide tax or legal advice. Therefore, it's important to coordinate with your tax or legal advisor regarding your specific situation. The content heard in this podcast is not intended to be tax, investment, or legal advice and is intended as general guidance only. You should contact your own tax advisor, financial advisor, or attorney to answer questions about your specific situation or needs before acting upon this information. Third-party source information or comments are not verified, may not be accurate, and are not necessarily representative of all client or audience experience. A portion of this event was paid by a third party. The opinions of career advisor Sergio Patterson do not reflect the opinions of Facebook, Inc. The opinions of attorney Matt McElroy do not reflect the opinions of Castaneda and Company.